Hallelujah. Just wave your hands to the Lord and celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Celebrate the mercy of the Lord, the faithfulness of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Wave your hands to the Lord. I believe that today is a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are exceedingly glad in it. I want you to just acknowledge the Lord. Acknowledge the goodness of the Lord. The Lord and just, I want you to just talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. How grateful you are to Him for your life. In the name of Jesus, speak to the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Tell Him how much you love Him. Tell Him how much you appreciate Him. Tell Him how much you love Him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, I want to thank you so much for today. Thank you, Lord, that the heavens are opened over us. Thank you for bringing your word unto us speedily and expressly and clearly. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that your spirit shall reign upon us. Thank you for the refreshing of your presence. Thank you for the renewal of your presence. I pray that you touch each and every one of us, even those over here, those watching online. Lord, I pray that you touch each and every one of us. May we experience you in a special way. May we experience you in a unique way. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of Oh, give the Lord a shout. Oh, I'm not hearing you. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. Going to take your seats in heavenly places. Hallelujah. I don't know. I think that maybe because of the mass, when people are shouting, they can't really shout. Amen. But somebody give the Lord a shout. Amen. I want to thank the Lord so much for today. Amen. Today is our gathering service. Hallelujah. And it's our gathering service means that we want to gather people into the house of the Lord. Amen. And I believe that it also means that God is, there's a great gathering of the things of the Spirit, of the fullness of the Spirit into us in Jesus' name. Receive all that God has in store for you. Everything that God, every blessing that God has in store for you, I see you receiving it in Jesus' name. May the hand of the Lord rest strong upon you in Jesus' name. May the Lord surprise you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or imagine in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. One more time to the word of the Lord. We're looking at Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 24. Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 24. The Bible tells us that Jesus replied. Can you please put the scripture for me? Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared. All right. This King James. All right. The Bible said that then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. Verse 17. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. Verse 18. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. Wow. The Bible tells us that a certain man had a great feast and invited a lot of people. And the Bible said that they all with one consent began to make excuse. It looks like they all agreed to make excuse. Even though they were different, they didn't know each other, it seems like they all agreed to give an excuse. The Bible said that they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, he said, he has bought a piece of ground and he must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. It was a supper. It was a feast. And the people were being invited. And one person gave an excuse that he has bought a piece of ground and he has to go and inspect the ground so he wants to be excused. Wow. Somebody say, wow. Do you know that the person was lying? The, pe- <laughs> the person was lying because 
You see, it was a supper, it was a dinner. Nobody goes to inspect land in the night. Do you buy land and you are, or when you are going to buy land, you go in the night time to inspect the land? The person was lying. Sometimes when people are giving excuses to God, when people are giving excuses not to come to church, it is all lies. Uh, let's look at the next one, verse 19. The Bible said, and another said, I have bought five yoke of and I go to prove them or I go to inspect them. I pray thee, have me excused. This one also was a lie. The gentleman said that he got his bought five oxen, five yoke of oxen, and he wants to go and inspect them, he wants to go and prove them so he cannot come. You know, in this, this is, if you can liken to somebody saying that he's, he's going to buy a car, so he's going to inspect the car. But would you like to go and inspect uh, buying a car? Buying a car, would you like to go and inspect the car in the night? You like to inspect it in the daytime so that if there are some scratches, there are some dents, you can really notice them. Verse 20. Can you give me Luke chapter 14, verse 20? And another said, Wow, I have married. He said he has married a wife. <laughs> another said he has married a wife. And therefore he cannot come. But can I tell you something? Do you know that when people marry, they are in a hurry to go for programs. When people marry, you, you, you notice that when people marry, it's like they've all sold the same dress. They sold the same dress, husband and wife. They sold, so they are waiting for the next program to go and then to wear to outdoor their dress. <laughs> so when people are married, they are in a hurry to go for dinner. They are in a hurry to go for a banquet. So the gentleman was lying. Verse 21. So the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, No, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. Verse 22. So the, servant, the master got angry. And the servant said, Lord, so the servant went out to invite people who had not initially been invited. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. Verse 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Verse 24. And I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. None of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Shall we pray? Father, I want to thank you for your word. Thank you for revelation, illumination, understanding. Thank you for speaking to each and every one of us. Thank you that, Lord, our hearts are ready. Our hearts are open to receive from you. We receive the engrafted word that is able to save our souls. We thank you, Lord, that we receive a touch, a touch from you. Thank you that our hearts are changed. Our hearts are transformed through your word. In Jesus' name have we prayed and all the saints shall say amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. Turn to the person next to tell the person I'm ready for the word. Those of you watching online, you can also type in the comment section that I am ready for the word. The Bible tells the book of Luke chapter 14 verse 16 to 17. The Bible says, Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, I'm reading from the NLT. When the banquet was ready, he sent a servant to tell the guest, come, 
the banquet is ready. This this story that Jesus gave is a story that is a story that refers to is a message on salvation. It's a message of on what God has in store for each and every one of us. Amen. And the Bible, the man that prepared the great feast is actually God Himself. God has prepared a great feast, and God is inviting you. God is inviting me. God is inviting everybody to the great feast. The Bible said, "Come, the banquet is ready." An announcement was made that come, the banquet is ready. And so I want you to know that God is inviting you to a great feast. For each and every one of us, God is inviting us to a great feast. There's a great thing that God has in store for us. There's a great feast that God has prepared for you and for me. And how many of you have been for a feast before? When you go for a feast, when you go for a banquet, you know, the thing I like about banquet is that there are different kinds of foods. The food, there's abundance both in quality and in variety. So if, you, if it's rice, you don't just have a lot of one kind of rice. You have different kinds of rices. If it's fish, you have different kinds of fish. Hallelujah. And so the banquet that God has prepared for each and every one of us, what it means is that there are many blessings that God has in store. There are many blessings that God has in store for you. There are many blessings that God has in store for me. There are many blessings that God has in store for each and every one of us. Somebody gave her testimony, testimony about how she recognized that when she comes to God and she, comes, she becomes committed in church, God will give her a job. And she got her job. Some people who have gotten married through the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Some people have been blessed. There are, there are people that have traveled because of the goodness of the Lord. But I want you to know that, you know, there are many other blessings that God has in store for us. God, the blessings that God has in store for us, they are not just physical blessings. They are not just natural blessings. You know, God has spiritual blessings for us. God has, you know, because man is tripartite, man is spirit, soul, and body. God has spiritual blessings for us. God has soulish blessings for us. And God has physical blessings for us. Amen. When you come to Christ, God has prepared salvation for us. God has prepared the spirit for us. God has, you know, God has given us a gift of speaking in tongues. God has given us the anointing of his spirit. These are all God has in store for us. And God also, when you come to Christ, God also gives you joy. God gives you peace. God fills your heart with peace. That, you know, no matter what you are going through, no matter the challenges, your heart is still at rest. Our sister gave the testimony of how, you know, her mom passed away. You know, life is full of trials. Life is full of difficulties. We refer to them as the vicissitudes of life. But one thing that we know is that no matter what happens, the peace of God shall keep us. No matter what happens, the peace of God shall preserve us. And those are the blessings of God. God will fill your heart with love. God will fill your heart with peace, with joy. May you receive the peace of God in Jesus' name. Receive the love of God in Jesus' name. Receive the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And God also gives us physical blessings. God gives us good health. God gives us finances. God gives us prosperity. God gives us favor. God blesses us with good and quality relationships. Hallelujah. So there's a great feast that God has prepared for you. How many people are ready to come for the feast? How many are ready for the feast? Wow. Tell Bernice, I'm ready. Tell someone I'm excited. I pray that God will open your eyes to see the blessedness of being united with Christ Jesus. 
the joy of being a Christian, the joy of knowing the law, nothing compares to it. Amen. Nothing compares to it. The Bible tells the book of Luke chapter 14, verse 18 to 20, it says that, but they all began making excuses. They all began making what? Excuses. One said he has bought a piece of field and must inspect it. Another said that he has bought five yoke of, yoke of oxen and he must inspect it. And the third person said he's married and he must spend time with his wife. Wow. Wow. Can I tell you something? A lot of people are kept from God because of excuses. A lot of people are kept from God because of excuses. A lot of people do not you do not honor God's invitation because they give excuses. God has stretched out his hand. There's a song that says, Come home. You who are weary, come home. God has stretched out his hand. There's a call that there's an invitation to come home. But many people, they give excuses. Many people have not yet given their lives to Christ. You know, sometimes the reason why some people have not given their lives to Christ, they procrastinate. They procrastinate. Some people think that, wow, they want to enjoy right now. <laughs> they want to have enjoyment. So they don't want to give their lives to Christ. But every enjoyment that is not in Christ leads you away from Christ Jesus. It may look nice on the outside, but it's actually a trap. It's a snare of the enemy. Hallelujah. So I want to ask you a question. What excuse are you giving God? And this call, this invitation that God has given to us today, this feast that God has invited us, this invitation that God has given to us today, number one, it's an invitation to be committed to God. It's an invitation for us to give our lives to Jesus. And number two, it's an invitation for us to be committed to the Lord. Can I tell you something? God wants your all. God wants you to be fully committed to him. God wants you to be fully dedicated to him. The Bible tells us about the children of Israel that they were in captivity in Egypt. And the Bible tells us that, you know, Moses went to Pharaoh that, you know, God says, let my people go. That will go into the wilderness and worship me. Do you know what, do you know what Pharaoh told Moses? Pharaoh told Moses that, okay, the children of Israel can go, but they shouldn't go far. Pharaoh told Moses, the children of Israel, they can go, but they shouldn't go what far. And that's the same thing that the enemy right now tells people. The enemy tells people that you can give your life to Jesus, but don't be too committed. You can give your life to Jesus, but don't serve God. You can give your life to Jesus, but, and you can still chill in the well. But can I tell you something? God deserves your absolute. God deserves your all. And God deserves your absolute. God deserves your everything. Amen. And so it's not enough to give your life to Jesus. You must give your all to him. You must pledge allegiance to the Lord. The Bible tells us that we have been bought with a price. Therefore we should glorify God in our bodies and our spirits which belong to God. Amen. And so, God is calling you to give your all to him. And God is calling you to serve him. And God is calling you to be totally devoted to him. 
There's a song that I like. Simply devoted to you, oh Lord. I lose my life to follow you, oh my Lord. This life that I live is not I that live. For me to live is Christ. Simply devoted to you, I lose my life to follow you. Are you ready to lose your life? To follow the Lord. God is actually asking you that you should lose your life to follow Him. And so I'm asking you also that what are your priorities in life? What are your priorities in life? Your utmost priority should be God. Hallelujah. Your utmost priority should be God. Give your life to Jesus. Let us stop giving excuses why we cannot serve God. Let us stop giving excuses why we cannot be committed to God. Let us stop giving excuses why we cannot be dedicated to God. And this is the time that God is calling us. There's a higher calling for each and every one of us. God is calling us to a higher place. To a higher plane that will serve Him. That will worship Him. That will lay our all on the altar. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap, my friend. I want you to lift up your right hand. Say after me. Say, Lord, I give my life to you. Lord, I give my all to you. Lord, I pledge allegiance to you. I decide to worship you, O God. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, Luke 14, verse 21, the Bible says that the servant returned. This was after the, the master had sent the servant to go into the highways and byways and compel people to come in. The Bible says that the servant returned and told his master what they had said that's all the people who had given excuses the servant came back to tell the master his master was furious and said go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor the crippled the blind and the lame look at it about that his master was furious why was his master furious why was the master furious and the master over there refers to god why was god furious god was furious because he had sent out his invitation to people and they had declined they had refused they had decided not to come and that is why he was furious can i tell you something when people turn down on god's invitation it makes god angry when people turn down on god's invitation to receive him as their master to serve him to worship him as their all in law it, may, it makes god furious and when you look in the Old Testament, many times the children of Israel, the Bible will say that they went a whoring. Why? When they went after other gods, it infuriated God. When they went after other gods, it infuriated God. It made God angry. And there are so many times in the Old Testament that God will send his people into slavery. Why would God send his people into slavery? Why would God send his people into bondage? When they turned against him. When they worship other gods apart from him. And all the Bible tells us that everything that was written in the Old Testament was written for our learning. That for each and every one of us also, when we make other things idols in our lives, when we make other things gods in our lives, it, it causes the wrath, it can cause the wrath of God or the anger of God to come upon us. There are people that make their jobs their gods. There are people that make 
You know, there are people that make... You see, the, the guy said he has gone to buy five yoke of oxen. That refers to business. So there are people that they make their business their goal. They make their occupations their goal. They make their education their goal. In the sense that there's nothing else they think about but their work. When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you think about? As the week is about to start, what's the first thing that you think about? As the year was beginning, what was the first thing that you were thinking about? That is your God. That is your God. Was, was God the first thing you were thinking about? Or your business? There are some people also, they make marriage their God. They make marriage and relationship their God. For example, when they got a boyfriend or they got a girlfriend, when they got a beloved, hey, They forgot about God. I, I just remember the drama we did some time back. You know, a, a, was it a, a, a gentleman? Yes, and the gentleman was in a relationship. You know, we did a drama. A gentleman was in a relationship, and the lady was trying to convince the gentleman not to pay tithe, not to go to church, and all that. Hallelujah! I don't remember that drama. <laughs> Amen. So it, it happens. So it happens. There are some people when they enter relationship, the guy or the lady can draw them away from God. It's your marriage, it's your relationship drawing you closer to God or drawing you away from God. If your relationship or your marriage is drawing you away from God, it's becoming an idol. It's becoming a God. It's becoming a God. Hallelujah. Who do you respect? You know, there are times that we like to respect, we respect people more than God. There are times we respect people more than God. And there are many times we feel like God understands. And we feel like, oh, the grace of God. We feel like God understands, we feel like the grace of God. But God doesn't understand. <laughs> God doesn't understand. God demands your obedience. God demands your obedience. I remember when I was in school, there was a, a, a short illustration that happened and the Lord taught me the importance of respecting him more than people I, you know i was a class rep first i was in the i was a class rep for my my class and then when the lecturer came there was a time the lecturer came and when the lecturer was using the, the whiteboard marker it got finished so i had to walk out and go and get some marker for the lecturer from the office now that sunday so that happened during the week when i got to church on sunday i was in the service and then the spirit of god reminded me that i hadn't picked my tithe so i should go back to my room and go for my tithe and come back to church. Now, you know, I, I, I go to church early. So that time I go to church. So I, my role, I was sitting just behind the executives of the church. You know, there was a, the, the executives sit first two rows. Then I, I, because I went early, I was sitting just behind them. When the Spirit of God said to me that go back to your room and pick up your tithe, I told the Lord that, but Lord, how can I get up? And if I'm to get up, I'll have to walk back. And everybody, will, everybody in the church will see me walking back. I can't really walk, get up for everybody to see me like that. And do you know what happened? I didn't get up and go for my time. I told Lord, the Lord that I can go back for it. I can, next week I'll bring the time. Or the midweek service, I'll bring the time. Right after the service, the Lord spoke to me. And he told me that when it was my lecture, I could stand up in front of the whole class 
and go and pick the marker. But when it was the tithe, I didn't want to stand up before everybody and go and pick the tithe. So what do I mean by that? Do I mean that I respect the lecturer more than I respect him? I was surprised. And I realized that indeed it is true. That I could could respect the lecturer and get up for everybody in the class to see that I've gotten up and go for the marker and come back. But when it was my time, I was saying that I was feeling shy. But when it was the lecturer, I didn't say I was feeling shy. This is a little illustration, but it shows that many times we respect people more than God because we think that God understands. I came to best that Bible. God does not understand. God does not understand. There's nothing like the grace of God who keeps you. Let me tell you something about the grace of God. The grace of God empowers you to do what you have to do. Many people think that the grace of God is there to, to pacify God. So if so, people go like, oh, when they sin, grace is available. No, grace is not available to exempt you from the consequences of your sin. Grace is available to empower you not to sin. Amen. So when you feel like sinning, men can say, oh, me, me, oh, yeah, bonia, nyami, 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 adum, or the betel, oh, fan, tell. Nyami, adum, no, ebe, ebe, um, it will strengthen you the grace of God so anytime you are dead remember the grace of God it will empower you not to sin hallelujah so the Bible tells us that the master was furious the master was furious that people had declined his invitation I want to ask you a question are you declining the invitation of God those of you who are listening to me online also are you declining the invitation of God? And if you think that you've not heard the invitation of God, as you are hearing this message, is the invitation of God. It's the invitation of God to a more consecrated walk with the Lord. God is calling you. I remember a song, Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise. God is calling you to a higher place. God is calling you to a more devoted walk with him. God is calling you to lose everything. God is calling you to lay your life on the altar. God is called Jesus Christ said that word. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give thee rest. And look at what he said after. He said, take my yoke. So there's a yoke that we have to carry. It's the yoke of the Lord. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Indeed, when you come to the Lord, you would have rest. But it's not enough to come to the Lord and have rest. There are a lot of people that think that they want to come to the Lord. You know, like the testimony. The testimony was a correct testimony. But some people think that they want to come to the Lord for a job. They want to come to the Lord so that they'll get a husband or a wife. They want to come to the Lord so that they'll get promotion. They want to come to the Lord so that they'll be healed. They want to come to the Lord so that they'll be delivered from demons. They want to come to the Lord so that they'll be saved from family witches. It is true. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give the rest but after he said take my yoke so when you come to Jesus there's a yoke I don't know whether you like the message <laughs> because you know many times people like messages and it's good you have to be encouraged and, oh, it is, it, it is well with your soul in the name of Jesus this 
coming week, I see you getting that contract in Jesus' name. A surprise call is coming to you this week. Your proposal will be accepted this week. This week you gain admission in Jesus' name. People like such things. And it's good. But I'm saying that Jesus said, take my yoke. That's a yoke we must carry. That's a yoke. That's a yoke. That's a yoke. That's a yoke. Take my yoke. So I'm telling you that you must carry, you must be ready to carry the yoke of the Lord. I, I like that. Say, I carry it in Jesus' name. You know, there are a lot of people like they, the, the reason why they want to be committed to God is so that they'll pass their exams. <laughs> have you realized how have you realized how when it's time for an examination and you have not learned the way you pray? <laughs> it's because you want God to do something for you. But I'm saying that God will do it for you. But God is also demanding something from you. That you should take his yoke. What does it mean to take the yoke of the Lord? To live a life of total abandonment to the Lord. To live a life of total submission to the Lord. To live a life where you, you, you come to that place where you say, Here I am Lord, send me. Wherever you send me, that's where I'll go. Whatever you ask me Lord, that is what I'll do. Lord, if you send me to Dubai, I would go. Lord, if you send me to Somalia, I would go. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't get a <laughs> Lord, wherever you send me, I would go. Lord, if you send me to Switzerland, I will go. <laughs> Lord, if you send me to the remote, remotest villages, I will go. <laughs> Hallelujah. We shall go. <laughs> Tell eternity, we shall go. Wherever he sends us, we shall go. To the remotest of villages, we shall go. <laughs> Give the Lord a clap of an hallelujah. Luke chapter 14, verse 21. The Bible said that the servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town. And he, look at what he said. He said, invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Can I tell you something? Sometimes, it's the unexpected people who enter the kingdom. It's interesting that this kingdom that Jesus brought, sometimes people are not able to discern the value of the kingdom. You know, possibly the reason why they turned down the invitation is possibly because they didn't appreciate the value and the greatness of the kingdom. 
You know why they didn't, they didn't appreciate the value and the greatness of the kingdom? You know why? Because the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is glorious. However, it is wrapped in simplicity. The kingdom of God is glorious. However, it is wrapped in, in normalness. It looks small. It, it, to, to the undiscerning eye, the kingdom of God looks small. The kingdom of God looks insignificant. So because on the outward it looks small, it looks insignificant, a lot of people will miss it. A lot of people will miss it. When you wake up in the morning, why would you want to study instead of having your devotion? You know why? Because you think that when you study, you make more progress than when you have your devotion. Because the things of the kingdom look insignificant. So sometimes people are not able to embrace it. People think that when they go to church, they are wasting their time in church. Is it better to go to church or to go for a business meeting? As a person, is it better to go to church or to go for a business meeting? <laughs> Those of you watching, you can, you can give your comments online. Is it better to go to church or to go for a business meeting? The natural man would think that it's better to go for a business meeting. Why? Because, oh, if the person goes to church, the person will worship God, hear the word of God and all that, but nothing may happen. But when the person goes for a business meeting, the person can close a deal and the person will get money. That is why the guy who was talking about the five yoke of oxen, he gave that excuse not to come. He valued it. Even though it was a lie, he valued it more than honoring the invitation. When you look at Jesus, Jesus was God himself. But look at how Jesus came. As a baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, in a manger. The king of kings, in a manger. Where the donkeys and the horses are. And the sheep and the goats. That was where the king of kings was born. A lot of us would have expected the king of kings to have been born in Buckingham Palace. So, so do you know what would have happened? And, and you know why? You know, many times we criticize the Pharisees because they didn't believe in Jesus. But the truth of the matter is that a lot of us, a lot of people, if they have lived in, they had lived in the day of Jesus, they would have been like the Pharisees. Because we are, we are all expecting a king to Where is he that is born king of the Jews? We are expecting the king of the Jews to come. And then you come and tell me that the king of the Jews is born in a manger. What? A manger? How can he? Is he really God? How can he? If he's really God, how can he be born in a manger? How can he look so vulnerable? But he was actually the king of kings. And so the natural people missed it. The natural people missed it. So what is going to happen is that the unexpected, the Bible tells us, the master sent a servant, go into the highways, call the sick, call the lame, call the poor. And you know that those are the people that are coming to Christ. Those are the people that are coming to Jesus. Sometimes the rich don't come to the Lord. Sometimes those that live in affluence, sometimes they find it difficult to come to God. 
sometimes those who are intellectuals they find it difficult to come to God I remember the other day when somebody was saying that can, can God can God be proven in a test you if you can prove God to me in a test you I'll come to church he said you come to church doubtful <laughs> I don't mean you but I'm referring to the guy he's a fool hallelujah and it is because we are always we expect and, and that is why god would come that's why god comes like that so that those who do not really have a genuine heart will not see and that's what the bible tells us that his second coming will come as a thief in the night because god you know god wants to be desired god wants to be desired and just like how every lady every lady wants to be desired every lady and not just even ladies both ladies and guys you know you don't want somebody to love you because of your money do you want somebody to love you because of your money actually you want you want somebody to love you because of who you are because of who you are so sometimes you realize that when people have money or when people have things that others can easily be drawn to they are very skeptical when people are coming around them because they want to really know ah, is it because of the money is it because of the beauty is it because of the fame is it because of the popularity that is why he's coming to me that is why she's coming to me it's the same thing with god god doesn't want you to come to him because when you come to him he can give you everything god doesn't want you to come to him because when you come to him he sort you out god wants you to come to him because he is god God wants you to come to him because you genuinely love him. God wants you to come to him because, because your heart goes after him. And that is why sometimes God will try each and every one of us. That the reason why sometimes it's not every difficulty that somebody is going through is, is because of the person doing or is because of witches and wizards. But sometimes God really wants to test us. To try us to find out, are you really coming to him because you love him? So when all else, when everything is not working in your life, would you still love God? Would you still love God? Hallelujah. I remember some time back, you know, after school, I, after school, things were not so easy for me. And I remember one time I was just praying to God, praying to God, and I was talking to God that God should bring about a change and you know what I told the Lord I, God brought me to a place and I just as I was praying I told the Lord that God whether you bless me or you do not bless me I will still love you and I will still serve you and that's a place where you all have to get to whether God blesses you or God does not bless you will you love him and you are playing some things that are moving my heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you, want to, you want to move me to my... <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me focus on my message. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will love you, Lord. Amen. The unexpected. The unexpected. The unexpected. The, the poor, the lame, the blind. Those were the ones that came for the feast. And I'm saying that is the unexpected. Sometimes, can I tell you something? 
sometimes the people that peop- others despise they are the ones that will be great in the kingdom and we have a clear example in the scriptures concerning Lazarus and the rich man that was not a parable that was a true story listen I'm not saying that rich people will not come to the Lord but I'm saying that sometimes it's easier when people are it's easier for the unexpected because when people have a certain level of position when people have a certain level of wealth they doubt God they doubt God because God will clothe himself in simplicity so they cannot believe that the king of kings is so simple and so all of us have to check our hearts amen and that's why the bible tells us that the kingdom of God those who can really receive the kingdom of God are children because children will believe I pray that you believe the word of the Lord in Jesus name hallelujah Luke chapter 14 verse 23 the bible tells us Luke 14 verse 23 the bible says that, so his master said go out into the go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full urge anyone you find to come so that the house that the house of God will be full can I tell you something God is calling us to win the lost at all costs look at what he said he said edge go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and edge edge people the king james says compel them there's a greek word them force them compel them and so for all of us god is calling us to compel people to come into his house many times we don't compel people many times we just say that oh come give your life to jesus and the person is that oh tomorrow and then we say all right but god is saying that no we have to compel them we have to compel them tell the person that you, tell, tell, tell to the, tell to the person tell the person i'm compelling others to come to the lord to give their lives to jesus amen you have to compel people you have to compel people and you notice that the bible says that just so that their house will be full god wants his house to be full god wants his house not just to be full but to even overflow amen god wants his house to be full i'm about ready to make the house of the lord full hallelujah i'm about ready to compel people to come to god to come to the house of god amen luke 14 verse 24 the bible says that for none of those I first invited this is a master speaking he said for none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet and I tell you something many people will miss the blessings of God many people and that's what the Bible says I want they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth because when they see what they have missed it will pain them many people miss the blessings of god i remember one day a certain great man of god in a very very great respected man of god in this nation one day his former beloved 
or somebody he proposed to but the person didn't accept his proposal was watching him on TV <laughs> was watching him on TV and as she was watching him she, she had a she had no so she didn't accept his proposal and eventually she had a child out of wedlock so she was watching him on TV and then she turned to her father and she, and she turned to her son and she told her son that like this naga when I bear your papa <laughs> Nanko <laughs> Oh, me, 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 now, now, me on your sides. Satan, you not trouser back up in an hour. On your sides. To me, catching his name in penal. As she was saying it. <laughs> How are you feeling right now as I'm saying it? She was saying it. She was saying it with weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> it's a true story. But that is how it will be when people reject God. When they see the goodness of God. Because, like I told you, God will come wrapped in simplicity. But when they see that it was actually God. In the fullness of time, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I pray for you in Jesus' name that you embrace all that God has in store for you. I pray for you that your eyes will be open to see everything that God has in store for you. I pray that you lay hold on what God has in store for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke 14, verse 24. We just read it, read it. I want to read it again. It says that for none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. So first, people were invited and they refused to accept the invitation. So they missed it out. I want you to know, those listening to me here, those watching online, I want you to know that now is the time to respond to the call of God. Now is the time to respond to the call of God. Tomorrow will be late. Tomorrow God would have moved on. Sometimes people think that God, God will not move on. Jesus even said that God is able of these stones to raise up sons of to Abraham. So, God is ready to move on. So now is the time of salvation. Now is the time to respond to the call of God. Now is the time to respond to the call of God. Now is the time to lay your all on the altar and carry the yoke of Christ and follow him. Now is the time to submit yourself wholly and wholeheartedly to the Lord. Shall we be on our feet?
Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Oh, withholding nothing. I surrender. I surrender. I want to hear you sing. Lift up your voice and sing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I give myself away. I give myself away. Hallelujah. Still with our eyes closed, I'm going to make two calls today. The first call, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to consecrate your life to the Lord. You want to be totally abandoned to the Lord. I want every eye closed. You want to be totally abandoned to the Lord. You can feel the call of God. You can feel God calling you to give your life to Him. You can feel God calling you to submit your life to Him. I want to help you. I'm like that servant. The master sent a servant out to compel people to come in. I'm the servant today that God has sent. Those hearing my voice, God is making His appeal through me to you. That you should be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. I want to give you that opportunity right now. If you want to just commit your life to the Lord, if you want to give your life wholly to the Lord. I just want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray. With you. I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's between you and the Lord. It's between you and the Lord. Oh Lord. Lift up your hands as I pray. You want to give your life to the Lord. You want to rededicate, recommit your life to the Lord. This life that I live is not I that live. For me to live is Simply devoted to you, oh Lord. I lose my life to follow you, my Lord. This life that I live is not I that live for me to live is Simply devoted and simply devoted to you, 
Father, I want to thank for your people that are rededicating, recommitting their lives to you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you that your love is filling their hearts. Thank you for touching them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for touching them. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thou who came us from above, the pure celestial fire to impart, kindle a flame of sacred love, mean altar a flame of sacred love on the mean altar of their hearts. Yes. Yes. That's what God is doing. That's what God is doing. He's filling your heart, the, the fire of his love. You feel the fire of his love. You feel the fire of his love. In the name of Jesus. Those watching online also, you can connect with us. Feel the fire of God's love. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your people that have rededicated, recommitted their lives to you. Thank you for your people. They are yours, O God. Have your way in their lives. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. Hallelujah. I want to pray. I want to pray for the next category of people. This is my second call. Stay with your eyes closed. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want, to, I want to give this next call. If you want to work for the Lord, if you want to serve the Lord, if you want to serve the Lord, this call is for you. If you feel a burden in your heart, to do something for God. If you feel a burden in your heart that you want to serve God, you want to worship God by serving Him, I want to pray for you. I want you to lift up your hand. And I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. I Sing to the Lord and sing the sing to the Lord.
Run and serve the Lord. Lift up your hands. In the name of Jesus. All those who have lifted your hands, I want you to come forward. I want to anoint you in the name of Jesus. Just come forward. Can I have anointing oil? As you are in front, talk to the Lord. There's a meaning in your heart to do more for God. Just talk to the Lord about it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to the Lord. A fresh anointing. Fresh anointing to do more for the Lord. May be filled with a zeal of God's heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May be filled with a zeal. In the name of Jesus. Maybe through the seal of God's heart. Maybe through the seal of God's heart. Maybe through the seal of God's heart. Use me, Lord. Maybe through the seal of God's heart. Use me, Lord. Maybe through the seal of God's heart. 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 Maybe the of In the name of Jesus. 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 We see the zeal. We see the fire of the spirit. In the mighty name. Father, we give you praise and glory. Thank you for your people. Thank you, Lord, that they have responded to your call. The call to win souls. The call to compel people to come into your house. The call, O oh Lord, to do more for you than whatever you've sent them to do, Lord. I pray that they shall do it in Jesus' name. They shall. I declare that you fulfill your assignment. You fulfill your assignment without reproach. I see a fresh anointing coming upon each and every one of you. In the name of Jesus. God has set your heart on fire for him. God has set your heart on fire for him. There's strong love. God is filling your heart with strong love. All those in front. God is filling your heart with strong love. Strong love for him. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And God says that he'll fight your battles for you. God says that he will defend you. God says that he will help you. 
in the name of Jesus. Receive the blessings of the Lord. I receive it. Shall we all lift up our hands? Receive the blessings of the Lord. I receive it. Receive the grace of the Lord. I receive it. Receive a fresh anointing. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Receive the enablement of God's spirit. Whatever has been difficult, I declare it has been made easy. The love of the Lord. The love of the Lord. He said that for the love of Christ constraineth us. You feel the love of Christ continue in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak in the language of the Spirit right now. Lift up your voice, speak in the language of the Spirit. Speak in the language of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Receive fire in the name of Jesus. Now is the time to heed the call. Yes. I see people on a glorious path. I see people climbing the mountain of the Lord. Amen. I see people being given clean hearts Amen. and clean hands. Amen. I see people being clothed with shoes of gold. Amen. And gloves of gold. Amen. Grace to do the impossible. Amen. Amen. The Lord is saying, Grace to do more for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Receive it. Grace to be filled with the love and the zeal of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive, I receive it. it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Oh, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We celebrate you. There are people that you begin to receive visions right now. Some of you just know in your heart what God is calling you to do. The Lord is telling me that there are some people you just, right now, you just know in your heart that this is where God has planted you. It, it, that's what the Lord says that you just know in your heart that this is where God has planted and this is where God is calling you to say the peace of the Lord I sense the peace of God coming to people in Jesus mighty name Amen, Amen. somebody give the Lord a clap off and you can take your seats hallelujah Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Wave your hands to the Lord and just celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Celebrate the mercy of the Lord. His faithfulness and his kindness. In Jesus name. Amen.